to EST. If you love the established church, this is the place to have conversations about why the established church matters, how to better serve her, and to hear stories every week about how God is using the church for His glory and our good. The show is hosted each week by Sam Rayner, Josh King, and Micah Fries. We're glad you're here. Hey, what's up? And welcome to another episode of EST, the podcast for established church leaders by established church leaders. I hope that you hear the birds singing in the background and it brings you joy to your heart. <laughs> Micah is apparently outside eating his Skittles and uh, he's bringing Hey, I, I'm not even kidding right now. I love it. I could just sit here and listen to birds right now. Well, I Are couldn't you, decide whether I should leave my window open or not while we were open. recording, but the, the I'm just telling you, you guys are going to have to deal with the birds because the birds are chirping, the sun is shining, and the breeze is blowing on my face. And unless you live Micah, in Bradenton, like the birds Sam. and the bees in the background, and <laughs> it's, well, it's if that was the case, I wouldn't be on with you guys. So. Hey, can <laughs> I tell you something that we may want to edit that out may, later? That it's may, funny. That's just, we, we could edit that out, but why at this point? <laughs> Why? Hey, first, tell us about our sponsor, Sam. Yes, yes, we've got a wonderful sponsor. Uh, Church Initiative is a great organization. Uh, they've been so gracious to to sponsor this episode um, and really the whole podcast uh, on an ongoing basis. And uh, they've got some wonderful ministries. Grief Share is one of them. It's a ministry of Church Initiative, a ministry that equips churches to help people going through a difficult season of life. And hey, given the topic of today and given everything that's going on uh, with all the craziness that's in the world right now, um, you may find yourself needing these ministries. So now is the time to go check them out, actually, because you there's a likelihood that you're going to need them on an ongoing basis after we kind of come out of this mess that is the coronavirus. So um, I would encourage, encourage you to go check them out. Uh, griefshare.org forward slash EST. That's where you can go. So wh- where do you find out more information? Griefshare.org forward slash EST. Um, the, the people over at Griefshare really understand uh, hardship. They really understand uh, how to lead people through hardship and how the church can minister to them. Uh, so again, go check them out. Griefshare.org forward slash EST. That's right. So check out our sponsors. We're going to do a two-part um, kind of series here. We're going to we're going to talk about the topic that is on everybody's heart and mind right now. It's ministering in an online world. The three of us have not. Um, you know what I like about this is we didn't just jump out there. Let's we could have just uh, as soon as stuff started hitting, as soon as most of the churches started moving online, we could. Hey, let's just throw an episode together and get it out there. But really. Uh, we've walked through this for uh, about a week now, um, a full-fledged week. We've done this um, one time and kind of we've learned some things. We've also been in constant collaborative meetings, um, both locally and literally around the nation. I'm in a – man, I can't tell you how many little groups I'm in. I even downloaded the Marco Polo app just for a pastor's meeting on this sort of stuff. We're, uh, we're welcome here. to the Marco Polo Club, man. Yeah, I, I don't like it, but there's oh, about 34 boo. of us there. Oh my Marco gosh. Marco Polo's fun, man. It's uh, I don't I don't I don't know why um I don't know why we're just not talking to each other on a phone. <laughs> um but you know, that that's my old get off my yard thing. Hey, I've got a funny story. Josh is such an old man. Why are you the one who doesn't live? Why are you not the one who lives in Florida with all the retired people, Josh? <laughs> Cuz I don't like alligators <laughs> or snakes or iguanas. Um, here we go. A uh, so Sunday, we realize one of the things we're learning is you know you you've got to pay attention to your licensing, 
And so we couldn't, what we would normally have in-house is sort of the Spotify going and slides running before service. Well, as we began to broadcast that, we can't do that. You can't do that on your licensing. So we have to either play something live or you have to play like royalty-free music. Well, we didn't have any royalty-free right on hand. So our band that was playing that week, which happened to be the D-Now band. So ironically, the the mo- one of the biggest parts of our quote unquote emergency response, us all scrambling, was the guest D-Now band from Oklahoma. So that that turned out pretty fun. They just start jamming and padding. They're just they're just making some music. Well, one of my men, one of our pastors leans over and says, "This is baby making music because it was the most <laughs> awkward music. I mean, it sounded like that." And so we start laughing, and we're all talking about church and chill, and and uh, this is church. Get your hands off each other. And so oh. it, was a, it was a great morning on this and, week's uh, edition of What Not to Do with Online <laughs> Ministry, brought to you by Josh King. <laughs> Pick your music, man. So we've got some I'm great. Wondering, Josh, I'm wondering how many of our listeners just got your reference to church and chill. Church and yes. chill. Church so and chill. Netflix man. and chill for all the folks who aren't millennials on the podcast. Oh my gosh. So well, sad. a lot of a lot of millennials may think that Netflix and chill is just oh, we're going to watch a movie together. Hang out yeah. and watch a movie. Yeah. But yeah. Don't is, Google it. Don't Google it. Don't ask your pastor. It. Not, that is pastor. not what it means for all of you who are wondering. Don't ask your pastor, Josh. How many pastors do you think know what Netflix <laughs> and chill means? Hey, I think that'll be ask your pastor and then tell us what he's said. Um, so. <laughs> That's right. I'm just oh, proud of the fact. A, I'm, oh, I'm proud of the fact wonderful. that I'm. Go ahead. That's sorry. a great social media exercise. All right. Everyone go ask their pastor what Netflix and chill means and post. <laughs> the response. Yeah. Give us, give us, an, a, a tag us in your post at, at EST uh, church. And, um, in trouble. And I just want it to be. I just want it to be known that I'm the one non-millennial on the podcast, but I knew it. Netflix and chill. That's right. <laughs> uh, I saw an article that said um, you can. Netflix has all added this feature where you can do like movie nights together uh, while practicing social distancing. So if you've got like a bunch of kids at your house and you've got other kids over there and stuff, you can turn on a movie and somehow they all watch them together, right? And the the tagline said. Netflix and chill, even if social distancing. And I was like, I don't think you know what that means. No, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that works. That's, that's <laughs> you keep using this word, but I don't think you know what it means. So we've got a couple of topics here, and we're gonna we're gonna kind of move through them. We hope to share some of the things that we are learning, and um, it, it's gonna be kind of rapid fire here. All right. So the first topic on the docket is just the topic of online broadcasting. Uh, were you? Were you both set up to broadcast online before? No. No? No, not, not in the way we did it. We, we had to have a bit of a fire drill to get everything ready. Okay. And no, what did you we, end up using? Um, so, we ended up using... Like uh, platform-wise is what I'm asking. Well, we started with just Facebook. Okay. Um, and promoted the post to all the zip codes around our church. Cool. Which ended up working incredibly well. I That's mean, nice. We have... I think we're closing in at the time of this recording probably eight thousand nine thousand views and many many of them are completely watched from start to end um so we went yeah we went directly to facebook just given time constraints Mm -hmm. going forward um we actually created a new website um westb.org west b which is kind of our own nickname west bradenton and uh, that forwards to a youtube channel because not everyone has a a facebook account but everyone can view via youtube yeah yeah 
Michael, yeah, what do you guys use? We already, I mean, we, we've been for a long time now broadcasting with a live stream on the website. We broadcast, we have a Roku channel and an Apple TV channel. Mm-hmm. And, um, but see, we also have been on TV for 40, almost 45 years in Chattanooga. Our services have been broadcast on TV for a long, long, long time. Are those time, live so. or a week late? They're a week delayed. Yeah. So, yeah. So, but, but the point is we've got cameras, we've got the switchers, we've got an entire right. control room. Mm-hmm already and it's been that way for a long long time we're the longest um running pro tv program in the city of chattanooga so you know nice. it's been it's been around for a long time here so yeah so we've done it on we we usually stream facebook instagram twitter and the web we actually limited it to just the website this past sunday mm-hmm. and our reason for doing that is we cr- we expanded our web page where we live stream and we added life group guides kids ministry guides um an, uh, an offering button and all of these other things all in this one self-contained site but uh, we're not doing that moving forward we're going to actually reverse pa- uh, pattern and go to as far you know as the biggest broadest reach we can have so we're mm-hmm. i think we're actually going to um be broadcasting through Instagram TV and uh, we'll do, we're not doing Facebook live because we pre-record our service. In fact, we're pre-recording our service tomorrow, uh, tomorrow, uh, this, we're recording this on a Thursday. So on Friday, tomorrow we'll, we'll pre-record our service for Sunday, but we're going to use Facebook premieres starting this weekend, right. which is a new service, you know, on Facebook, mm-hmm. it allows you to publish something as if it's live, but you can pre-record it and, and schedule it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, Helpful hint right there. Check out Facebook yeah, Premiere right. uh, if Facebook you're Premier. pre-recording your services. That's exactly yeah, we're, right. we're pre-recording as well. Uh, we just think that's a much better option because we're treating everything. Here's, I think, I think a mistake a lot of churches are making as they're going online. They're trying to replicate mm. uh, live experience right? and then go an hour, hour and 15 minutes. You can't mm-hmm. do that. You've got if you're going to go online, you've got to produce this as if it's a TV show or a mm-hmm. newscast, or you've got to keep it to thirty minutes. Everything. Mm-hmm. See, um, I, I actually disagree a, with that a little bit, but that's okay. I, I think you, I think if you're if you're going to go online, it just needs to feel like so, an online experience. I, think I do replicating agree with the that. live experience is, is is a little wonky. Yeah. yeah, I do agree with that. We did live from our platform this past Sunday, and we're not doing that. We're moving into a small room. We're doing a small group of musicians that makes it feel a little bit more like small group environment. I'm pre- well. Normally, I preach from a pub table and a stool anyway, but we're actually beginning our vision series. We do a vision series every year, and so we're we're beginning that this Sunday. And I have the original pulpit from our original sanctuary, and I'm going to mm-hmm. get on a stool and use the original pulpit to preach from. I think I've got to make sure it's it's kind of a small pulpit, so I got to make sure I can make it work, <laughs> but because it's not very tall. But we want to trace back to the history of our church and look forward to the future and kind of connect the two together. But the one thing I would disagree with a little bit, Sam, on that is that you've got to keep it 30 minutes or less. Our argument is you've just got to keep it less than an hour. And the reason for that is twofold. Number one, Netflix is our model. And Netflix typically will do a 45 to 42 to 50 minute show is a typical Netflix show. And so we're trying to keep the time limit basically consistent with what people are accustomed to with Netflix. And if you want to do Instagram TV, it has to be an hour or it has to be under an hour. And so for us, the the major thing is we're we're shooting for 45 minutes. We'll probably be closer to 50, but that allows about a 20 to 25 minute sermon and about, you know, 20 minutes of music and prayer and that sort of thing. So I don't disagree with either of you. Our approach, however, was to um, think digital first we're thinking of a show first and i hate to use this language but i don't know other ways to do it we're not producing a service we're producing a show so 
you know, the first week we tried to do it where I was still center stage. We had the band around me. The camera angles worked fine since we have several cameras and, and they're all smart and those sort of things. That worked okay. But however, what we've done now is we've we've set up a speaking section over to this side. We've got the band all kind of together over on this side. So our approach, uh, I, I'm fascinated with how Micah said Netflix. Our approach is a late night show kind of setup. So I'm still pre I'm still standing. I'm preaching all that. Kind Are you going to do a top ten list? I might. You know, we're going to work some of that in. Um, so that may that may date me. You're actually. definitely going to have like the angles of the cameras and things dead on. I'm 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 speaking from a pub table. I I I moved the pulpit out. I'm speaking from a pub a pub table, but we're trying to give a digital version of what we already were, not drastically change. I'm not disagreeing with anybody that did drastically change. We're just trying to give a digital version of what we already are, hoping that um, that this will be. But we're thinking first of the online experience, of the right. experience in the room. So, for instance, normally we would do a song, some welcomes, three, four songs. We cut that way down. So, because. Yes, that's that's wise. I don't think most people are going to sit there and sing in the in the living room. I don't, I don't think they are. Some will. And we've got video of some of our people doing that. But. Personally, I wouldn't. I'm going to sit there and watch it. So and, it needs to be, I think, three or less. Let's all just say this: we're in uncharted territory. So here, here we are. We're listening. You're listening to some advice from us. We actually kind of are all coming at it from different angles, and we've got some mm -hmm. different opinions. Yeah, that's right. You can't go wrong if you are giving it your best effort to engage your church online. So let's right. just get that out there. We're going to and give it's you practical. Different. That's what we do here. We get practical I tips. We may disagree with each other, but if you are doing your very best to engage online, however you're doing that, That's hey, right. good for you, right? Mm -hmm. You're not giving up. You're, you're digging in. You're being the church. I think, um, I think you're exactly right, Sam. And I think one of the things most folks need to realize is they're probably going to have some grace extended to them right now. Um, mm -hmm. Now, I do think that may end in a couple of weeks. I think a couple of weeks from now, people are going to feel more lonely, isolated, frustrated. But right now, for the first week or two, as you're trying to figure this out, there's going to be a little more grace. I'll tell you, in my mind, the four major point pain points that we're trying to think through mm -hmm. are a lack of optimism, isolation, anxiety, and depression, right? Those are the four things that we think through as primary significant pain points that people are having to grapple with. And so that means for us, we need, we're not going to be oblivious. We're not going to be um, Pollyanna. We're not going to be just sort of giddy, but we're going to be optimistic, right? Confident right. in the sovereignty of right. God, That's the hope the that comes from Jesus. That's right. Mm -hmm. So we're honest about what's actually happening around us, but we still trust in the Lord. And so we're pushing people toward confidence in him and um, you know, our ability to trust him and rest in him and that sort of thing. Yeah. I've been coaching staff on, um, we, you know, I keep, every time I see them, I'm like, Hey, how's your heart? Do you need to sit down and talk? We can talk those sort of things. But at the same time saying, Hey, uh, let's tweak this email that just went or is about to go out. Uh, let's use some positive upbeat language. Let's, That's right. let's, we want to speak clearly and correctly. We're not after click baits. We're not a 24 hour news cycle. We're not trying to stir up fear. We're trying to speak to fear. At the same time, we want to be honest about what is actually happening. There is an actual virus. There is an actual um, concern that we need to have. But at the same time, look, we're, we preach the gospel, the literal good news. Okay. So it's still the good news. And we need to, we need to kind of lean into that. Um, one thing Completely I didn't agree. say. Or, you're not going to sign on to your church to hear doom and gloom. Right. You or know, you're not going to get that around. enough from the news. Hey, let's, 
let's speak good news into this situation. Last time I checked, there is a 2,000-plus-year history of the church doing just that. Right. There is absolutely no reason for us to rally around negativity. Yeah. Um, let's do everything we can to be the church and to be that. We talk about being a beacon of light in our community. That's kind of a bit of an overused phrase. But you know what? That's exactly what we need to do right now. Yeah. So there's never, when you think about this, since 9-11, there has not been a time with this much need for people to have hope. Mm-hmm. And nobody has hope like Christ and the church. And so we are, we're hope dispensers right now. I mean, that's mm-hmm. exactly where we're at. And we have a unique opportunity. I, I think you guys are dead on. And I will say this, look, just speaking honestly and positive and uh, what do you call it? Open, honestly. Um, you know, there are times where like in the last week, I've gone from just fearful, a little scared, not sure. I don't know how this thing's going to work out to this is okay. We're all right. And you've got to regularly, I heard somebody else say, has anybody else felt like this has been a long year this week? I mean, it's, <laughs> that's exactly how yes, it feels. Cause, and I've heard a lot of pastors say, it's more work to, to go online only than it was just to do what we were, we've been doing for the last, you know, several hundred years. So it is, it's, it's exhausting. So I just want to encourage our listeners, take a minute, like take a minute. Un like get off of Twitter, get off of Facebook when you go home in the evening. Oh, um, right now you mean? Uh, what? Oh, I'm sorry, I was online while you were. While you were talking. <laughs> Sam's bitterness came out. <laughs> Maybe um, just a little. He's bit. bitter. He doesn't like me and you being online, Micah, <laughs> while we record. <laughs> no, because I I get notifications on my phone when you guys post. <laughs> And I'll be well, talking, and I got my phone next to me. I'm like, oh, I got a notification. Oh, wait. They're posting because I'm. it's my turn to talk. Oh, well, Sam, I got off Twitter six weeks ago, so I'm not posting. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it died yeah, down a lot. not me, so just... I think we know who just posted to get Sam's attention. <laughs> no, no. Uh, we're texting. We're literally texting my, Sam while he's talking. Uh, so, anyways. So, yeah, take a break. So, online broadcasting, the one thing that I did say is I do encourage you to broadcast as many channels as possible if you can. We, we were set up with a service called BoxCast. There's other ones out there that will, you know, throw it out to every channel. We did YouTube, Facebook, and our website. And this week, we w- switched over to Church Online, which is a free um, service provided by, you know, the same people that make version, Life.Church. And it's fantastic. I mean, it's got built-in prayer. It's got built-in, um, I don't know. It's just got a bunch of built-in things. So, if you've already got a feed going, you can push it towards that. It was super easy to set up. Um and it's great. And the other cool thing, here's something I would encourage you to do. No matter what service you're using, get a couple of the, the you know, your trusted members or a couple of your staff. We had a whole training session on our staff and some others engaging while the service is going. So, if you're on Facebook Live, they were shooting out quotes. They were, anytime I mentioned or anybody mentioned the link, that link popped right up in the comments. We had all these link. We had a Another paper, uh, not a paper, but a document on their screen set up with all the links, you know, so there's that. We encourage people anytime when we ask for prayer requests, people would post their prayer. We had staff people jump in immediately and comment immediately a prayer um, for that person. So, I'd really encourage you to step up the engagement because when people are sitting in your congregation, they're used to just kind of sitting there listening. 
But when they're watching something on Facebook or YouTube, they're used to engaging, commenting while they're watching it and so, liking and hearting. Let's talk about this, Josh, because I think you this is moving slightly in a different direction now, but I think it's mm. a big one that matters. I, I think I mentioned to you before Sam was on when you and I were just talking earlier. I think if you were to ask a lot of our people right now, especially among our older members of our congregation, they might say that they feel more connected, cared for, and loved right now than they did two weeks ago, Yeah, which is interesting because we're in an online-only world right now. Mm -hmm. But what this has done is it has forced us to be more intentional than ever before about person-to-person -person contact because none of it is going to happen incidentally. Absolutely. Right? So the vast majority of our person-to-person -person contact in the church happens incidentally. We happen to be in the same space. We bump into each other. We say hello, that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's happening at a zero level right now. And mm -hmm. so, like, for instance, at Brainerd, we're doing some of the same things you just talked about. Yesterday, for instance, we did a day of prayer and fasting, and I led a dedicated prayer time at noon and at 6 on Facebook Live and Instagram Live, and that was incredibly well-received. And we're going to do a three-time-a-week prayer online prayer time starting next week. Mm -hmm. So we're thinking through some of those things, too. But we've asked our deacons and a number of volunteers, and they've been reaching out basically daily to every vulnerable older member of our church to just a quick phone call. How are you? Are you okay? Do you have the groceries you need? Do you need medications from the pharmacy? Were you able to um, – were you able to um, – uh, watch the service. Do we need to get you a DVD? And mm -hmm. I can't count the number of members who have said, I feel like the church is, I just feel loved by the church. Thank right. you for caring. Thank you for mm -hmm. reaching out. And so I would say your, your word engagement is the name of the game. The, the mm -hmm. question is how effectively can you reach out and touch without physically reaching out and touching as many people as possible in the congregation? What's the, what's the old commercial reach out and touch someone? I don't know AT&T or Bell South, right? One of those two, yeah. wasn't it? Just in general, don't touch people. Sam, that's uh, that's an old commercial. <laughs> <laughs> it's AT&T. But, yeah, I mean, I'll I'm tell you. I grew up in the 80s. Come I on. will tell you guys, I have a friend who is a pastor of a church that averages almost 15,000 in attendance. Mm -hmm. And he told me their staff has broken up their entire membership list and every member of the church is getting a personal phone call in the next two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing, we're doing something very similar. Yeah, we're doing something um, similar to that as well. So, you have... You you have telephono. You have your telephone. Yep, still works. Reach out, just like the old AT and T commercial, and I'm looking at it on YouTube right now. 1987. Um, you know, given the social distancing. Issue, so wait a minute. How old just, were you in 1987, Sam? I was seven. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I still remember the commercial. I was five. So, okay. So reach reach out and touch someone sounds very creepy now. Um, mm -hmm. probably would not work in a commercial. Uh, today. That being said. The principle is still the same. Pick up the phone and call someone. Get a team together, particularly your elderly people, and just ask them if they need to, can we pick up medicine for you? Can we pick up groceries for you? Um, engagement's huge. So, you've got a telephone. Use it. Everybody's got a telephone. Might as well start a telephone ministry. Yeah. And uh, Micah actually had a couple of, he said there, and there's probably a bunch of them, but different, you know, applications, services that will help you there are, reach yeah, out and- if you'll just do a little people. research, I mean, we've looked in it. There are, there are apps out there. There's software out there that'll help you, you know, um, send messages to everybody's, you know, voicemail or, I mean, it, there's just tons of, there's no reason why you can't get in contact with your folks right now. Enlist mm -hmm. your, here's the thing we found. You guys have probably found the same thing. Our people are itching for an opportunity to serve right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, we have, uh, we're keeping a database of every person who contacts us and says, Hey, we'd like to serve. So we have this Excel spreadsheet. 
our Google spreadsheet that we're tracking all of that. And so this is a great way to help people serve. Send them a list of five names and say, would you call these folks once a week? you know, once a month or something like that. Just there's no reason why everybody can't be in contact. By the way, let me just mention another way. And this is a totally um, non-paid for plug, but uh, there's a massive blood shortage right now because blood drives are dependent on schools and businesses. They do blood drives during school hours and businesses. And uh, let me encourage you to go. You want to do something or you want to encourage your people to do something? Tell them to go sign up at Red Cross and donate some blood in the next week or two. Excellent. Listen, we've got, um, we've got about seven minutes. I want to pull one more topic in here. We'll have a couple more topics for the next episode, but um, small groups. Um, one of the things that you said a minute ago, Sam, small groups, discipleship, those sort of things. I think, I, again, everybody's going to have their own opinions, those sort of things. Our way of thinking here at Second is, first and foremost, we are not trying to replicate everything we can do in person online because there's just an element to in-person you can't. Ship. Yeah, there's no sense in trying. You yeah. can't. So right now, which is, and boy, are we are we all learning about the preciousness of, of being the gathering of the yeah. saints. And right. so right now, second is not. Con- uh, let me say this the best way. Our main focus is that that gathering, or you know, the online gathering, and then we're providing a family sermon guide or discussion guide that does include elements of talk this over. Here's an activity for the kids to do. Do this picture. You know, those sort of things. Um, we are not at currently trying to use technology like Zoom or Google or something like that to get the small groups to get together. Um, I even cautioned against we have a closed Facebook page for our membership. And one of the ideas was, well, let's make a bunch of those for all of our small groups. I don't want to do that because when we go back to normal, then you've got all these little pockets that you you know you can't speak into and those sort of things. So right now, all we did was. We've been speaking directly to our small group leaders and kind of what you were saying there, Micah, we shifted them and and saying kind of what we were wanting them to do in the first place was like, look, make weekly contact with every single member of your small group. In in this first one, here's what we want you to do. Do you know how to give online? Do you know how to watch online? Do you have any needs? Can we pray for you? And so you do that. And um, so we're shifting that right now. And this could change. We're not focused on making little small group meetings or discipleship group meetings. How about you guys? So we, no, we're not. sorry, go ahead. I Sam. mean, yeah, just given, given all of the uncertainty and frankly, the requests of our governor and our president, um, it, it, well, the, certainly the not attempt, in person. We're not. Yeah. The attempt to do yeah. something in person is, is just, it's not even an option, yeah. but yeah, the, getting groups together digitally is, is a challenge. Mm-hmm. I would agree with you. Yeah. So we're, we're actually doing the digital meetings and I mean, we're just a week into it, not even a week into it and we'll see what happens. But my wife led a discipleship group last night with about 12 women and they used Google Hangouts. Um, you mean our, nine? Do what? No, you no, no, nine. no, it was digital. It was virtual. <laughs> oh, digital. So they digital. weren't okay, in okay, person. I didn't pick up That's on what that. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So it was virtual. So it was about 12 women. It, not- it's it's kind of like when you have a big crowd in the fellowship hall and the maximum, the sign on the wall says maximum capacity 400 and people ask you how many people were here. You go 399. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. It's the one time that pastors go lower on their numbers, right? Mm. Yeah, that's exactly the only time. So you guys are doing, which, which service are y'all using to do that, Micah? Well, we're using a number of things. Uh, we're we're using um, Zoom 
for okay. our, in fact, almost all of our staff meetings are happening via Zoom. One of the things we're discussing, we haven't done this yet, we haven't pulled the trigger on it, but we're thinking about it, using Zoom to do Bible studies. And then you can capture, con- like with Zoom, you can record the content. Yeah. Because with Zoom, not only can you do uh, up to a fairly large number of people in the room at one time, but you can also share your screen so you can share slides and graphics and that sort of right, thing. Right. And, um, and use Zoom for that. And then... Uh, upload it to YouTube and potentially use it in something like Ministry Grid or whatever resources you use to do, you know, digital virtual Bible studies. And so, uh, I'm, I'm using. I'm also working with um, Cisco WebEx, mm-hmm. which is a fantastic service that you can do up to 500, I think, people at a time with Cisco WebEx. And so, I'm I'm testing around with that because it's free. The Cisco WebEx is free for people to use. And so if you want to use staff meetings and you can share your, you know, share your desktop and that sort of thing with it. And Mm so those are to me, Google Hangouts, Zoom, WebEx. I've been told that Skype is offering some, uh, what used to cost you their premium edition they're offering it for free right now. So it would be worth looking into it. Yeah. I'm I'm mentioning a whole bunch of uh, names of companies, but I I just think these would be good assets for you to go take a look at. My life group is meeting on Sunday and I think we'll be using Zoom. Um, And there'll be 25 of us that are all meeting together, doing Bible study together. So what what we are doing, so like what I've said is corporately, staff-wise, all of us are focused on that gathering and then this discipleship guide, this one pager. But each of the ministries, the specific ministries is like uh, Jackie is planning this uh, Bible study for women. She's probably going to use Zoom. She has um, some experience with that. I know our um, – and I'm just going to throw this out because we thought this was a really great idea. This was kind of a fun idea. So the student ministry is collecting your favorite sonic drink and um, and any questions you have about the Bible or church. And so every – I think he's doing it today at 2. I think every Thursday at 2, he's going to go live on Instagram. He's going to go pick up that sonic drink as long as – I guess we can pick up sonic drinks. He's going to go pick up that sonic drink and then – He's kind of filming his intern is filming him driving, uh, you know, to the location, but nobody knows who gets the drink today, you know? And so while they're driving, he's saying, Hey, here's a question somebody had. And he's just explaining the, he's doing sort of a Bible study while you watch him drive to somebody's house and drop off this drink that he's just going to leave there and, you know, leave and they're guessing and there's interactive sort of stuff that they've got built in. So, each of our ministries is doing something. I told them, don't overrun them. You don't need four or five things a day. Just once a week, get everybody together online in whatever way you want to. But that's going to be up to them. So, um, I would encourage uh, you to figure that out, whatever you're going to do. And before we kind of dismiss, let me just say that in our next episode, we're going to be talking about topics like online giving, interacting with the children, keeping those involved, working from your home. And then even visitor follow-up. So, uh, go ahead and uh, if it's already posted, grab it or wait a week. Thank you so much for listening. So, just chill until the next episode. That's right. We'll see you later. (laughs) Thanks. Hey, this is Tom Rayner. I'm here to tell you about Church Initiative. This ministry partner has been around for a quarter century, 25 years. And they're the creator of two highly respected ministries that can help your church grow and revitalize. They are grief share and divorce care. I just commend them to you greatly. I know you're busy, so the thought of adding another ministry sounds challenging, 
But the makers of grief care, share and divorce care get that. It's why they have a team of experienced coaches. They equip your church members to get the program started. So it's not just on your plate. Pastors are saying this is one of the most easiest most effective ministries they've ever offered. Visit churchinitiative.org forward slash EST to learn more about this life-changing support group that will draw people to your church or check today's show notes and you can find the link there. Make sure you join us and learn about Church Initiative and their great ministries. You've been listening to EST, a discussion for the established church. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter, as well as subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcatcher. Thanks for listening.